0: Lock and Load. This is georgiacarry.org radio with Georgia Carry's executive director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no compromise voice for gun owners. The leader in the fight to reclaim and expand our second amendment right to keep and bear arms. Here's your host, executive director of georgiacarry.org, Jerry Henry.
1: Welcome to org Radio Hour on this beautiful Saturday morning in downtown Atlanta, Georgia. I uh, just uh, think we've had kind of an interesting week, uh, along with uh, running the Democrats out of the 6th District, which was a pretty good week. And I wanted to talk about uh, that and a few other things, uh, having to do more with politics than with gun rights, although we'll probably talk about a little gun rights, too. I have with me today Mr. Alex Johnson, who... Uh, has been very active in politics since uh, he was in, I guess, college. He started up, off in college. So I'm going to let Alex uh, tell you a little bit about himself, and I think you'll be impressed with where he is, and and uh, tell you what he's up to right now, and uh, we'll go from there. So welcome, Alex. Oh, thanks for having me here today, Jerry. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, uh, I'm Alex
2: Johnson. I've uh, been involved in politics for for a long time. Right now, I'm uh, Uh, attorney up in Dunwoody, Georgia, but I started out in politics way back in uh, college at Oglethorpe University. Um, Ended up helping found the college Republicans there. Uh, After college, got involved in the Cab County Republican Party. Mm -hmm. um, Ran for state senate in 2010 out in a um, Democratic area. Um, Got a uh, Forty something percent of the vote back
1: then. That was against Henson. Yes, yes. that was against
2: Steve Henson out right. there. Um, I've
1: been chairman of the DeKalb County Young Republicans. I, um, I believe that's where we met, if I'm not mistaken, back probably about seven or eight years ago, maybe something a- like that. I believe we had a uh, had a meeting over there with some of the guys. Uh, May myself and Tim Parker and um, uh, Williams. What's Williams' first name? Uh, at any rate, there. I think there were three or four of us over there. You were there, and then uh, some of the members of the of the uh, local GOP party over in the cab. That's that. I was trying to think where we met earlier, and I, I'm pretty sure that's where it was.
2: Yeah, that yeah that that was where it was. I think we have a picture on Facebook somewhere. I of, think of, we of do too. We all met As is... a matter of
1: fact, I remember uh, that picture. Somebody wrote underneath there. Doesn't anybody have a neck? <laughs> they were talking <laughs> about me and, and Tim and and. Uh, uh, so it was. I uh, kind of, kind of got a kick out of that one. It's it's amazing the people that I run into from time to time in the position that I'm in. I, as you probably know, I didn't I didn't go out seeking this position. It kind of found me. We just kind of fell in together, and and we've been fairly successful in it. But one of the best things for me, one of my successes, is the fact that I've been able to meet so many people from different walks of life. And, of course, you're one of them, obviously.
2: Yeah, no, and I still remember, uh, I vividly remember meeting uh, meeting you all because I remember that uh, when you all came and spoke with the DeCab GOP, um, when Georgia Carey came, I, I remember thinking that that was one of the first times I saw a, an organization – that was advocating for specific Republican or conservative principles mm-hmm. sh- showing up at a meeting. I mean, you all are, aren't necessarily I, – I, I guess you aren't a partisan well, we're, group, we're nonpartisan. But, we're, yeah. We
1: are nonpartisan, although you will find if you watch us and, and follow us around, we, we're at more libertarian and more uh, Republican events than we are any other place. But that's only because we get invited to those places. If the Democrats were to invite us to come to one of their meetings, we'd certainly go. Uh, but we get invited to the other places, and so that's where we wind up. That's the people that want to hear us, and that's uh, that's who we go to.
2: Yeah, and I and I was and it was shocking because it seems as if um, honestly at a lot of uh, um, functions it doesn't seem as if there is that much discussion of issues even um, in the Republican right. Party because I've right. been involved all the way from since before you met me up until uh, I mean I'm still involved. I ran for chairman of the state right. party the past few cycles. The most recent one got about
1: forty-seven. 0.8% of the votes. And, so you're and, increasing. So you're, yeah. you're, you get, well, part of that, too, is name recognition, as you well know. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm sure that's going to help a little bit as uh, time goes on. Plus, you're still a young man.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah no, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm 32 years old. I yeah, have yeah. my own legal practice. But it's, uh, it's interesting because I, what I've really wanted to see the party do in politics is for there to be more a, a discussion of of issues i right. mean republicans i think are very clearly and unabashedly pro-gun rights and it, it's interesting to me that that there isn't more discussion and education by the party on bringing on showing people why that's a good thing for right. for society
1: right I, I i wouldn't disagree with that i think uh I think a lot of people, for a lot of people, it's enough just to say, look, it's in the Constitution. That's what we're supposed to follow. So they don't really go back to, and discuss, as our schools really rarely ever do it anymore, they don't discuss why we have a Constitution, where it came from, and what it's supposed to do for us. They don't tell us that, that the Bill of Rights was the first document that ever limited what a government could do to, to their subjects, so to speak. But prior to that, it was whatever the king wanted to do. And or whatever the emperor wanted to do. They told you what you were going to do. The document that we, uh, we uh, being Americans, the founding fathers, put forth for us was a constitution that said this is what the government is limited to doing. And in that were those 10 specific Bill of Rights. So uh, I, I think there's not enough impetus put on that by not only organizations but by schools and maybe even sometimes parents in telling their children where we came from, why this is a good country and what we need to do to make it uh, to continue to make it a good country country
2: oh absolutely and and looking at at the way the education system is is in a way failing at explaining that to the population in combination with the fact that that you look at political organizations and a lot of times they seem to be more concerned on winning than actually educating people on the foundations that are necessary right. for a a good society right. and and
1: yeah. I agree with that. It's it's what do we have to say and what do we have to do to win, and, it, and that's you know it's it's almost like uh, like a lot of our society has come winning at all co- or at any cost. It doesn't matter, just as long as I win, and we need to learn how to. I don't I don't like saying we need to learn how to lose, but we le- need to learn how to be uh, gentlemen and how to ex- to accept the fact that somebody else doesn't want you your ideas, or at least at this point they don't because they didn't understand them, or maybe it's just because they're against you. So what you need to do as a politician, in my opinion, is go out and find people who are on your side or that can be educated to be on your side and then come back again and say, okay, we're here, we're ready to to make our changes. One of the good things about the the country, in my opinion, is I've always heard about the pendulum swinging. You know, and it, mm-hmm. it is that way. It'll swing way over to the left. We were way over to the left just last year. Oh, yeah. And now it swung back towards the middle. And back when Reagan was in, we were kind of over to the right. Mm-hmm. You know, we left Carter was in, was swinging over to the left. Reagan brought it back over to the right. So that's, that's how we move forward, in my opinion, by having this, this change and and not we, when we do that we can still have an exchange of ideas. We don't want somebody that agrees with us all the time because if everybody agrees, what's the, what's the fun in that? Oh yeah, no. you, you're you're all headed down the same road. You need somebody every once in a while to say, hey, you need to take a left hand turn right up here or a right hand turn or whatever it might be. And I didn't mean that politically, but I mean as a as a journey that we're we're going to get off this trail and go over to another trail, or we're going to head into destruction.
2: Oh, yeah, and when you see when you in the best way to to judge uh i guess political philosophy is oftentimes by its results right. and you you need people who are being honest about what they are and what they believe right. in because I mean that's the thing is the the Democrats for the past eight years were very honest what they believed in, oh they yes, we were pushing obamacare and they were were pushing liberal policies. That's Expanded the power of government, so
1: yep.
2: I mean they they did what they said they were going to do. The American people rejected that, and now that Republicans are are in office and in control, it's time to see actual Republican conservative legislation right. passing to to make the Republican Party look good because it will end up helping society. I oh mean, yes, I agree with that. that mm-hmm. That's
1: exactly what we need to do. And and sometimes I don't know. Sometimes people are afraid of change, and I, I get the feeling sometimes that a lot of our uh, Republican politicians in Washington are, free, uh, are afraid of change. They, it's easier for them to kind of go down and, and maybe step a little bit more to the left than to the right. So they just continue on down that path, and then the next thing you know, we're right back where we started from. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've said for a long time that I think the, uh, the, the Republicans and the Democrats, in my opinion, at least a few years ago, were both headed in the same direction. Mm -hmm. The only difference is the speed at which they were traveling. The Democrats were going at at light speed. The Republicans were kind of slowing it down a little bit. But at the rate we were going just a few years ago, uh, we were were losing our country. We dodged a big bullet in uh, November as far as I'm concerned. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Big bullet Uh, in several ways. Uh, Number one, uh, we got a president who would appoint – so, uh, Supreme Court justices that were conservative, and I think if if uh, if Hillary had gotten in and appointed the um, the liberal judges, and plus the fact that there's a good chance that, as you know, uh, Donald Trump may appoint another two or maybe even three justices before it's all over, with, depending on whether or not he gets reelected, which I believe he will. And that being the case, four justices that that. That means that we're going to have the, the uh, right to keep and bear arms for quite some time, in my opinion. Uh, so we just have to see where that goes on. At any rate, we're coming to the end of uh, the first segment here, uh, Georgiacarry.org radio hour. I want to remind you to go to Georgiacarry.org our website, www.georgiacarry.org You can sign up. You can uh, renew your membership. You can uh, see everything that we've done and wh- where we're headed learn some of the news today. You can also go to newstalk1160.com and download the free uh, commercial free podcast for this radio show. We will be right back.
0: And now, back to georgiacarry.org radio with georgiacarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry.
1: Welcome back to org Radio Hour. Uh, with me here in the studio is my guest today, Alex Johnson. And we want to talk about a couple of things. We to, he's uh, with the Georgia Republican Assembly, and we want to talk about that. And I think before that, though, I, I think we might want to talk about what happened in Georgia 06 uh, this past week. That was, uh, to the liberals, I think it was a surprise. I think to the, uh, if you saw the pictures of uh the broadcasters on CNN. It was uh, not only a, a surprise; it was a real disappointment. Uh, but uh, I think an awful lot of people had their hopes that they could turn this district down here into a Democrat, and therefore say, "Well, we're going to take the presidency back." And that did not work.
2: Of course not. I mean, the 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 thing that's interesting, and I live in in District Six, and what's interesting is that I think that it was just a height of arrogance that they thought that they were going to switch the district but I think that that's something that permeates um, permeates politics is the, the idea that some of these people have that well if you just have enough money and right. you hire enough people that you can manipulate or confuse or twist voters into voting your way mm-hmm. and, and that's not to say that money doesn't doesn't have a positive impact on a campaign or a race but if you're trying to go in and, and get people to think differently. I mean, District 6 is a Republican right. district. You can't just get people to think differently by showing up at election time and hoping to convert people. Right. And that and that's one of the things that I've been when when I've been involved in the GOP and one of the things that's president of the Republican Assembly that I've been pushing is the idea that look we need people involved in politics. We have to be serving people, not turning around and saying give us your money and right. we'll manipulate right. Democrats and being Republicans. I mean right. that's not it. You need a relationship. You need an infrastructure. And it works for the Dems, too. I mean, if they're trying to sure. convert Republicans, they have to actually show how their their ideas are going to help people. And, and frankly, and I believe that Democratic ideas don't help people. They end up destroying them. So the Democrats are forced to use $30 well, million I, yeah. dollars to
1: lie. I agree with you. But if you, if you look at uh, Ossoff, number one, he didn't live in the district. Mm-hmm. Carpetbagger. He uh, had no re- name recognition in that nobody knew who he was before he got down here and brought the money with him. Okay. And uh, you, just can't, you just can't do that. I personally believe that it should be against the law for you to run in a district that you don't live in. You should have something vested in that district. And if you don't live in that district and you haven't lived there for a while so that you understand what the, um, what the problems and what the needs of the district are, then to me you shouldn't be running there. Uh, it just, I know there's this thing called free speech and that's what Mm -hmm. people keep running back on it, but you should have to live there for, in my opinion, a certain amount of time. Uh, and I, I do not like the fact that people from California or from New York or from Massachusetts or even from North Carolina can send their money to Georgia to try to get somebody elected or try to get somebody beat that they don't want to see in, in the nation. I mean, I thought that's what we were supposed to be about. We we're supposed to be a collection of states and each states have their representatives and their representatives go up and re- represent that state. Now, if you're bringing me somebody from California to represent me, I'm not going to have a representative up there.
2: Oh, yeah. And, a, and what's interesting to me is that, that, that looking at that, this time, luckily, everyone was paying attention to where the money was coming from and, and the location he was living in. And because to me, I mean, not, if the Democrats want to keep running people who are out of touch with, with the 6th District or any other district, I mean, they could keep doing it. I mean, I, I, I care about the results of getting Republican policies enacted and if the Democrats right. want to do bad strategies to – to cause themselves to lose I mean more yeah. power to them yeah I mean, run him was, again. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's the thing I mean it, it, and I've heard rumors that they're thinking of trying to to run him for something
1: uh, yeah I heard governor I, I don't think that'll go too far but that's mm. fine but everybody
2: everybody in the state kn- knows him now which is the interesting thing I mean when you dump I, I don't know what the latest tally was well, I guess it was I've been hearing 30 million dollars yeah, I've heard at least 30 yeah you dump that much money into a congressional race and you have ads running all over the all over the state right I are mean, Gonna, you're going to get some some name ID. But. Oh, yeah.
1: My understanding is they had people in counties away from from Atlanta, quite a ways from Atlanta, that were going up to vote that day. And they say well, you're not in that district. I'm sorry, we're not having an election today. Oh, well, I thought we were because they saw it. I mean, my sister's visiting me here from Texas, and she was tired of seeing the, the commercials on TV about voting for Ossoff. Now, I, I just... You know, the first time I heard his story, I did not believe it. There's no way that a guy that young is going to be on the front lines and and explain to me, well, I guess maybe I was going to say explain to me how somebody working for, um, uh, what's his name, Uh, Hank Johnson, can spot that much money being wasted, and I, I, I guess at the same time when I asked that question, I probably answered it as well because if you're working for him, you're going to see where it's going. But <laughs> I just, I, I just, you know, the old whole thing about the top security clearance and him going over the front lines and and identifying all the waste that that uh, just don't happen today we know that
2: oh yeah no and it was it was clearly a, it, again it was a height of arrogance but for but this is what a lot of times political industry types do is they said well we can just take this person mm-hmm. and turn him into a congressman it was this idea that with enough money and by putting a party label on someone that you could just manipulate someone into office i mean it's interesting to me when you you look at the the trend recently i mean you look at the presidential race you look at the fact that donald trump was elected and you realize that a lot of people had very well paid, well high experienced campaign staffs and Trump just just went, ran right went, over them rip, in, right in the Republican primary. Like he just he just showed that that ultimately that you know that, that having a ton of money like Jeb Bush did doesn't matter. What matters that's is correct. that you go in there and you stand for something and the people can connect to you and believe in what you're right. selling and and you'll get you'll get support. Right. And that's
1: and he was the first guy that's come along in a while that stood up and said that he was, he was against the Islamic terrorist. Mm-hmm. He wants to build a border a wall on the border because we've got too many illegal aliens in here. You know, he, he said what the average Joe on the street has been thinking for years and been wanting somebody to say it. And nobody would say it because they didn't have guts. They, in my opinion, they didn't say it for the same reason that they didn't hold Barack Obama accountable for most of the things he did because they didn't want to be called racist. Well, they don't want to be against uh illegal aliens because they don't want to be called racist. They don't want to say that it's it's Islamic terrorist because well that would hurt some feelings of the Muslims here in the United States. Well, the fact is they are Islam and they are terrorist. Mhm. So why do you run from that that thing? The problem, in my opinion, with an awful lot of politicians is they run from things instead of running towards them.
2: Yeah, and and that's the thing that that's so frustrating is that and in, in, to the public it's interesting because a lot of times they'll say, well, it's a politician that's being weak, and and they're right, they are. But a lot of times you look at the the staffs and a lot of the people who work in politics, they're also concerned about their well being. If they do something right. out of the norm, then the next then then they're afraid that they might not get hired by the next guy so right. they just want to do like well no no you can't say right. that just right. say something ambiguous right. and and say you're a republican and then you'll get elected and that's that's the adva- that's the flaw that donald trump took advantage of right. but it's also the the thing you could see it on the left as well when you see see people like ossoff being put up there and backed with money is that um there's there is a tendency of of political industry types to think that they can control the the population and ultimately the way to combat that is getting more people involved in politics more more people on the street as you said like the the, the, right. the guy who's like yeah well we need to solve these joe problems the, joe the plumber yeah joe the yeah <laughs> joe the plumber and and just every every person that that thinks about politics and thinks well we need to be doing things better well they need to be in touch with the politicians. They need to be able to run for office themselves. They need to get tied in there.
1: And that's part of the problem, too, is the fact that that so many people do not hold their representatives or their elected officials accountable. They don't ever send them a letter. They don't call them. They don't send them an email. They don't do anything. They just sit back and complain because the guy voted this way. Well, you didn't tell him not to vote that way. And it's amazing the number of people that, that seem to think that if they send a congressman a letter that it's going to it's gonna take his time away from him. Well, that's what they need to know. They need to know. That's why they call it representative. They represent you. You have to tell them what you want to be represented as. And a lot of people, uh, and especially younger people, and of course the younger people grow up to be older people, and if they don't learn at a younger age that they can actually control enough of them can control the vote you know, on a certain bill or, or certain ideas in, in Congress or in the state or anywhere else, then they're going to sit back and they're going to be the part of the silent majority that's not going to ever get anything done.
2: Yeah, and then that's why I've, I've been pushing that people need to get involved. Like people need to be organized and involved to make an influence. Because one person just calling, that may or may not make a difference. But if you that's have correct. groups of people that get tied in, I mean both through Georgia Kerry, right. but then the Georgia Republican Assembly, that's what we're trying to do. We're getting chapters around the state and uh trying to organize and show people mm-hmm. how they can be involved. In politics and right. how they can make an impact on politicians. I mean, we have a convention coming up in August to um, say to potentially endorse a candidate for for governor and other statewide offices. Yeah. I mean, may well, happen, good. may not.
1: Well, we'll talk about that again here in just a few minutes. We're uh, we got to take another break. We have got to pay for the show somehow or another. Uh, I want to remind you, GeorgiaCarry.org. You can uh, join. You can uh, renew. You can see everything that GeorgiaCarry.org has ever been involved in. And it's on that web stack. You can also, um, go to newstalk1160.com and download the commercial free podcast for this broadcast. We will be right back.
0: And now back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry.
1: Welcome back to org radio hour. Jerry Henry with Alex Johnson. We're having a nice little discussion about politics. We might even talk a little bit about guns here in a little while. Um, but I want to go back to uh, to what we were talking about about getting people involved in not only the uh the grassroots effort but in the parties and and in the elections and making our teaching some way shape or form uh people that once they get involved they need to stay involved just because their their opponent or their uh the person they supported won or lost does not mean it's time for them to quit they need to stay involved if they if they got somebody elected help get somebody elected then you need to help keep them on the path that you wanted them on to begin with you don't need to just turn around and let them go wandering off down the trail so um I know you you've got a, another organization we're going to talk about here in a minute and explain how that's going to help us do something like that. Well,
2: the the Georgia Republican Assembly, which is the organization you mentioned, is um, an organization that that uh the Part of a national group called the National Federation of Republican Assemblies. They, I think, got started back in the 30s. They got really big nationwide mm-hmm. in the 80s under Reagan. And they're state chapters around the country. And it's, it's all volunteer. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's devoted. We call ourselves the Republican wing of the Republican Party. And, and that's obviously because we don't like the idea of, of quote unquote rhinos. The people who say they're Republican, but right. they really just are interested in winning, not about any set of, of principles like just common right. broad tent republican principles right.
1: and uh if I have an R behind my name I'm more likely to get re- get elected
2: yeah exactly and I mean that ends up hurting the the brand of republicanism mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure a lot of your listeners right now are sitting there saying what has the Republican Party done for me? I support Trump. I support less government. I support gun rights. I support traditional family values. But I, th- they don't feel like they're Republicans because they, they're they tired of seeing what's going on in Washington. Right. And what, what our message is, is look, no, if you believe in our principles, and, and we actually have a short statement of you know, the typical right. Republican platform on our website that all of our members believe in at GeorgiaRA.com, and it just – we we say that those principles are the truth, the best way to run society. They are typical Republican principles, and we want to see elected officials – enacting those we Mm -hmm. want to let the public know which elected officials are doing that we want you to be in touch with the elected officials and show you how to put put pressure and talk to and get involved in politics so that one you can tell elected officials republicans what you believe we can actually show the public how to be involved and why our principles help people's lives how less government helps people's lives Mm -hmm. and ultimately if you don't like what your elected official is doing, we want you to know how to run for office. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people listening right now don't know how to run for public office. It's not overly complicated, right. but it's it's something that not many people know about. Because the best way to get an elected official to be be worried is yes. for them to actually have
1: someone right. running against them. Yeah, so. You don't see a lot of long faces from the guys that are not facing uh, uh, a, an opponent in the next re-election? No, <laughs> they seem, exactly. They seem to be pretty happy. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. And, and if you look at the numbers, I mean, in Georgia, from being involved in the Republican
2: Party so long, you look in Georgia. Over two million people voted for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. You go to the if you went to the state Republican Party convention the other month, you'd have at most there were maybe three thousand people there. Those that's the number of people who who really sort of know about about republican politics how to be involved i mean three thousand out of two million i mean we should have hundreds of thousands of people knowing and being involved in politics and i think ultimately by the georgia republican assembly getting people involved in politics and showing them how to make an impact i think we can really make a difference in georgia we can put the the pressure on we can show people look it it's a good thing to be conservative not only will it get you elected by a Mm -hmm believing those principles but we're helping our society we're helping our community when we actually take the time to be involved in politics meet elected officials and take a stand on saying this is the these are the guys that are actually standing up for for right. the the things we believe in like the Georgia Republican Assembly Unabashedly, from our website, believes in, in gun rights. We even say we believe in the unqualified right of our citizens to keep and bear arms without the intrusive hand of government. I mean, what Republican well would disagree with that? What I, What Republican would disagree with that?
1: Not too many of them. Uh, um. I, that is uh, that's well put. Although uh, there are an awful lot in in actually in both parties who are what I call uh, Second Amendment butts. I believe in the Second Amendment, but. I don't think we should be able to do this, or I don't think we, you know, I believe in the Second Amendment, but I don't believe you should have guns on campus, but then you don't believe in the Second Amendment. Oh. So that's why we call them a Second Amendment, but, because the, after they say, I believe in the Second Amendment, the next word out of their mouth is, but. Right.
2: And that's why we need accountability. That's why that's it's correct. important to have a statement of principles, like we do, that says that that this is what we believe in. Right. I mean, the Republican Assembly is never going to go and just say, but this, but that, unqualified right. Like, right. we we should be able to do that. And I mean, as an attorney, it, for me, it's it's common sense. I mean, I do civil law, but I know perfectly well that criminals aren't going to go and say, oh, darn, that campus right. carry bill didn't right. pass, so I'm not going to use a gun to, right. to commit violence on someone on a campus. I mean, if you're a criminal right. and you're willing to go to jail for a felony – you're definitely going to ignore yeah. gun restrictions. Yeah, you're not
1: going to worry too much about another misdemeanor. <laughs> it's not going to be there. Not at all. But uh, and, and I totally agree with that. One of the things that we've always said as a, as an organization uh, is we we uh, push our people. Or we we try to push our people. We expect them to become lobbyists. Basically, we need we tell them that if they have not, if they they're elected official does not recognize them, if they're state senator, state representative, uh, and even their uh, United States congressman, if they don't recognize you when they see you, you haven't done your job. And people don't understand how easy that is to accomplish. Now, obviously, people who have to work eight hours a day at the same time that the people are at the, the Capitol, they're not going to be able to do that per se, but they can go out on a Saturday morning and have breakfast with them. They can go out during other times and meet them at various locations at fundraisers, etc., and and get to know these people and let them know what you expect. When you do that, uh, it makes the whole the whole movement a whole lot better off because everybody understands who you are, why, what you do, how you work, etc. And they either uh, you'll find two different classes of groups. One of them is the ones that they respect at the Capitol, and the ones they don't respect at the Capitol. And the ones that they don't respect for the most part are the ones that don't show them any respect. They they go down there with an iron fist. If you don't vote for this bill, I'm never voting for you again, etc. And those tactics don't work. But if you get to know the guys, as guys and guys, women and men, if you get to know them, then you will see what goes on and you will understand what they're faced with. And you'll understand what you need to do. And most time, they'll help you. Tell you what you need to do to get this accomplished, and that's what we need to instill in other people that not just Georgia Kerry, but other people that that when they start saying something, well, when was the last time you went and talked to your, sen- your senator or your representative? Absolutely. Well, I never have. Well, then the problem sounds more like it's you and not the representative. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely, and there are tons of opportunities to actually meet the representatives, see them, see them speak, mm-hmm. talk to them. I mean, the, there are Republican Party meetings around the state right. where people get that opportunity. I know that that the the morning breakfast, oh, yeah. Gwinnett GOPs, having something this this um, weekend. I saw on Facebook right. of some sort of barbecue, but they they're bringing I think all a lot of the candidates for elected office mm-hmm. to that meeting. I mean, the Georgia Republican Assembly we're having a statewide convention August twelfth in uh, down in Moreland, Georgia, a little right. bit south of atlanta where we we've invited all the candidates for for governor and other statewide offices and i mean there'll be politicians there that people right. can meet with talk to and i know that this is a georgia ra- radio hour so ultimately i mean that's that's where you can go and talk to people and say this is what you believe uh, on guns or any other issue that right. may come up is by going to those events and a lot of times people just don't know those events are going right. on and right and
1: and it's a start. You know, you can go to your um you can go to any and it doesn't matter which which organization it is, but you can go to any of the the political parties and you can sign up for the emails. And they will tell you every time they're having a meeting somewhere. The Republic or the uh libertarians will tell you we're having a meeting here at this time, you know, and this is who's gonna be there, this is what we're gonna talk about. They do that. Uh you're talking about the breakfast. I know Gwinnett County has a real good county. Uh, GOP they have they're they're quite active and a lot of people are active in it uh, but Fulton County also I get emails all the time saying they're having breakfast at a certain place Saturday morning you know come on up and that's how you get to, to meet a lot of these people and there's a lot of people that I feel are kind of intimidated by by meeting a governor or a, a representative or a senator because you know they're they're the big guys, and I—I just—they don't understand. Everybody puts their pants on the same way, mm-hmm. and it, that's just their job. You got your job, and then you want him to help you, and you've got to get to know those people, and you've got to to converse with them, and you've got to do it in a proper manner.
2: Oh yeah, and, the, and in the end, they—they work for—they work for, they work for they us. Work for I us. mean, that's the thing. So they—they they should they be, and us. usually are, open
1: to hearing from, you better from believe us. It. You better believe that. Okay, we're uh, coming to the th- end of this third segment. Seems like these shows just keep going faster and faster and faster. But we got one more segment after this. And In the meantime, uh, while you're listening to the commercial, you can look at georgia-carry.org radio or org website. Uh, check us out. See what we've done. Go to Newstalk1160.com and download the free podcast for this. Uh, my guest next week, by the way, will be Alan Powell. So uh, tune in then. We will be right back.
0: And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's Executive Director, Jerry Henry.
1: Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org. Uh, again, Jerry Henry with uh, Alex Johnson. We're discussing. Uh, we've done an awful lot of politics uh, today. We're going to discuss a, a couple other things that have to do with politics right now. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had a shooting at uh, the GOP uh, baseball team practice, and that was a terrible thing. Nobody was. Nobody wanted that. Uh, other than the, I guess, the guy that did it. But immediately after that. The first thoughts, the first words out of, of some congressman's mouth was, We need to have a way to allow us to carry in D.C. Now, us meant the congressman. And in fact, I think they said, actually used the word congressman. Uh, so the, the representatives and senators believe that they should be allowed to defend themselves in Washington, D.C., or when they're leaving Washington, D.C. But the little peons like us, we don't, not so much. You know, we're, we don't have to worry about that much. They're kind of like – to me, it reminds me a whole lot of, uh, of Bloomberg. You know, Bloomberg has armed guards everywhere he goes, and he doesn't think that people should be able to, to carry firearms. So it's kind of a – it's kind of a little bit hypocritical. And, and I know that we – you know, we elect people to go up there to represent us, and we don't elect people to go up there and, and pass bills like Obamacare and then um, – uh, Make, make it not apply to them, exempt them from Obamacare. There's a lot of bills that have been exempted from – that they've been exempted from that we're not under. And as a matter of fact, I believe Social Security might be one of them. But uh, how do you feel about, about politicians going up and saying, okay, we've got to help ourselves – and then maybe if something comes out, we'll help the little guy.
2: Well, I mean, as we were talking about before the break, I mean, they're there to work for us. They're right. there to serve us. That's the whole point of, of our government is that that they are accountable to and work for us. Right. So it, it's very odd that that, that they would um, propose anything where they get some special right that that we don't – that we don't have. I mean, they work for us. I mean, if if they're up there, they should be working to make sure that we're all able to defend ourselves from people That's who correct. are are dangerous. I mean, and as the Georgia Republican Assembly says very clearly, we believe the unqualified right of our citizens to bear arms. So, I mean, I think that that if we need to, if, I mean, but I think that that congressmen should be able to defend themselves just like all other citizens. But everybody, and, and they have and they have the power to to make that happen, or at least to make it legal to allow allow that to happen right. And uh the Supreme Court already made it clear with Heller that that we do have that individual right, and now it's it's um their job if if i mean if they want to have have firearms i mean I think that to defend themselves, I think that it, it's time to for them to recognize right. that we all have that
1: well, I think that was a wake uh, up right. call for a lot of them you know I think a lot of people uh since it doesn't happen. You know, that, you don't come under attack every day from somebody armed. Doesn't mean you can't. What it told them and what it should have told them is it can happen to anybody, anywhere, anytime. And if you're not prepared, then the consequences are going to be on you. Uh, but I, I agree, and, and we've said, uh, and I'll say it again, if they pass uh, H.R. 38, which would give national reciprocity, which uh, Donald Trump has said he will sign if they pass it. Uh, now, that doesn't include carrying in D.C., but uh, an amendment to that bill could do it. There's been four bills introduced, I believe three or four bills introduced since uh, uh, since that shooting to allow congressmen our, and our senators to carry in D.C. Now, why don't we take what we've got that the president says he'll sign and add an amendment to it and pass it and get it out of there, and then we all have to have the same rights, and we don't have the uh, we don't have the upper echelon of people that are worth more than the rest of us and that that's what bothers me more than anything when when somebody tries to tell me that their life's worth more than, than mine well, I, I don't agree. With well, again,
2: that. it's it's the arrogance of of those the, some of those in the political industry. I mean, it's the idea that they think that they are above us. They could sort of just. I mean, in in what sense is that ever fair to turn around and say, "Oh, well, we get to do that because we're congressmen right. and you don't right. because you wait, don't, we're supposed to be serving
1: you, but no, 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 we're above you. That you, you don't understand. See, yeah, that's the problem. You you just don't understand. That, oh, the, I've heard that all my life. Oh. I, I'm still trying to understand some of it. Oh, but especially pushing for <laughs> gun,
2: especially when you're pushing for gun legislation. I mean, I have, I mean, I, I, I hear that, that a lot too in politics. Like people from the political industry go, well, you just don't understand. Right, right. Well, no, I mean, I think I and most people understand yeah. that you're trying to put yourself above right. us. Right. And, and
1: you're, you're trying to manipulate the system. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. And that's what they're
2: doing. And we, and we need to, and, and when it comes to, to bills like that, I mean, we need to make sure that we all have, have the, the right, right, and it's there, because, I mean, that, the depraved individual who, who did that shooting, depraved, violent, that, that, that sick person was, um, I mean, he didn't care about gun laws, and he never, and, and well, somebody like that never will, because he was intentionally trying to assassinate Republican congressmen. That's what it, it appears from from all correct. the evidence. And that
1: that is true. But in the meantime, when he bought those firearms, he passed two background checks in order to get those firearms. And he was from Illinois, and he had Illinois has a fire owner, owner fire owners identification card. It's called a Foid. F O I D. Mm-hmm. And you had to pass a background check to get that, which he possessed. So a lot of people are saying, well, if we had ba- more background checks, that wouldn't happen. Well, if you go back and look at the last number of mass shootings, they all had background checks. All the firearms were bought legally. And uh, all the roadblocks that were put in front of them and put in front of us daily were put in front of those people. And it didn't stop the cotton-picking thing. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Now, speaking about uh, of uh, gun rights and gun bills, there's another one. That we passed just this year called HB 270, which is campus carry bill. Uh, one week from tomorrow, that goes into effect. You will no longer. You, I know you said you went to, uh, to Oglethorpe and Georgia State. When you were at Georgia State, and uh, Oglethorpe, you may not have been old enough to, but when you were at Georgia State, you couldn't carry. Well, guess what? You can go back and visit them next week and carry down there on the campus and it'll be legal.
2: Yeah, I still remember when I was going down to Georgia State, I rode MARTA down there a lot around the same time that, that it became legal to carry on MARTA. Mm-hmm. But the second you walk off MARTA at the Georgia State station, right. it, it used You're, to be illegal, yep. I guess, until next week. Right. Right. To, to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So it, it, there were some things you could do and some things you couldn't. But. You know that's that's an, still another thing. I, I I don't understand a lot of this, and I guess it's cause my pea brain mind. But guys that are going to commit crimes are going to commit crimes. Guys that are not going to commit crimes are not going to commit crimes. I mean, I, everywhere I go, that's legal, uh, which fortunately now in Georgia is an awful lot of the places. Yes, uh, I carry a firearm. You don't see me pulling out. You don't see me shooting somebody just because I got a gun. You see me prepared, hopefully, to uh, to face whatever I have to face from from uh, some individual who wants to do harm to me. But uh, and the other thing is there, you know, there's a lot of people. All the all the things that are going to happen on campus about how bad things are going to get and how many students are going to die and how many auto, uh, how many uh, negligent discharges and etc is going to happen. Fear mongering. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I tell this story and I will tell it once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2010, we got the right to have a firearm in your vehicle on campus if you had a Georgia weapons license. Prior to that, you couldn't even have it in your car on campus. Uh, so we got that, that passed. Everything's cool with that. And the uh, Board of Regents was totally against that. Their, their statement was, well, some student get upset with a professor. He'll go down in his car, get his gun, come back, shoot, up, shoot the professor, and shoot up the classroom. Never happened. Been there for seven years and not happened yet. And in 2010, when we were, or 2012, and 2014, when we were talking about guns on campus, they were so against guns on campus. And one of the things that Hank Huckabee, the same guy who said that somebody's going to go down and get a gun and shoot the place up, one of the things he said was, "We have a, a policy right now where they can have it in their car, and that's working fine. We don't need it anywhere else." Now the policy that that four years before was horrible. Is now working fine, mm-hmm. you know, and, and basically it just tells you he didn't want to do it. Oh yeah, and they you lobbied know. against it using they lobbied their ta- against the
2: taxpayer it. funds, using
1: our taxpayer money. They mm-hmm. lobbied against it, and of course they'll say, "Oh no, that came out of another fund." Well, I, I find that hard to believe. And they
2: use their time. I mean, good. they're gone. The government, their government employees, and they. They use their time to to do things that lobby against the citizens' interests. That's correct. I mean, we need to be organized. We really do. Well,
1: there's – one of the things about campus carry. I'll say, since we're still talking about this and coming towards the end of the program, um, in Georgia, it is the law that you can carry on the campus as of July the 1st. And the campuses, the colleges, the presidents, the board of regents can't stop you from carrying – Anywhere on campus that's not listed in one of the off-limits places. A lot of states passed them, and then they gave the the president of the school or the board of regents the authority to say, yes, you can or no, you can't. In Georgia, we got that part. Now we just got to work and get more places where we can carry uh, on campus to make it a, a true campus carry bill. But that's the way we've worked uh, all of our things, that everything we've done, we've got a foot through the door and we've come back for more. And, and so far we've been very successful about it. We're coming up to the end of the program here. I'd like to thank Alex for joining us this morning. I hope uh, everybody had a, had a nice uh, listen to. We, we learned a few things that we might not have known. Uh, in the meantime, uh, check us out Georgiacarry.org. Uh, go see everything that we've done. You can join, you can renew whatever. Go to Newstalk1160.com. As I said, Alan Powell, uh, Chairman of the House Public Safety and Homeland Committee Chairman, will be uh, our guest next week, and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to
0: GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, hosted by Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no compromise voice for gun owners. Join us each week for information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8 only, on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.